Chapter 23 Alicia and I gasped in unison. What? What? Marco nodded. It was me. You told me in your letter you knew who did it. You said he threatened you with juvie if you told anybody what happened. Now you're saying you did it? What or who made you change your story? Marco looked away again but didn't speak. Alicia leaned back and crossed her arms. Okay, if you did it, tell me how it happened. He came into the house. Who? Alicia transformed into the familiar courtroom bulldog. I I don't know his name. Sure you do. I'll bet the rent it was... Shut up, Fitz. Keep going, Marco. I heard Ippo let him in. I was upstairs in the guest room. She'd just gotten in from having pizza with somebody. He knocked on the door, and when he came in, they talked for a little bit. Then I heard them start to argue. What were they arguing about? Something about pictures. I don't know. He said he'd heard she had pictures of him, and if she thought she was going to get anything out of them, he'd straighten her out real quick. Do you know what he meant by that? Alicia's tone was a little softer now, but the bulldog wasn't gone quite yet. No. What happened then? He left. Ippo came up to check on me. She was real upset, like she'd been crying. She said she didn't feel good and she was going to go to sleep. I told her I would too. Did you? No. I waited until she fell asleep and then I left. Mom had just made bail and she was crying, wanting to see me. She called me on my cell phone. I fell asleep at her place and I knew Ippo would be really mad if she found out I'd snuck out. It was like three or four in the morning when I got back to her house. So she was waiting for you when you tried to sneak back in then? Did you two argue? Did it get out of control and you shot her? Is that what happened? Jesus, Alicia, go easy on the kid. Marco waved me off, continuing his story. When I came up to the house, I was going to sneak in through the kitchen window, but when I got halfway up the driveway, I heard a man yelling and Ippo screaming. So I came in through the front door. How did you get in? I held my breath. Barnes said there was no sign of forced entry, that Anna Maria must have let her killer in. If Marco came through the door after the killer, his fingerprints would have been on the doorknob. Any defense attorney would argue that if he lived there, his prints would have been there too. The door wasn't closed all the way. I could see Pete standing in the doorway, so I just pushed in the door with my shoulder. Go on. Alicia wasn't trying to gently pry the information out of him. That was an order. Pete must have just got there, because he still had his coat and gloves on. He had a gun now, too. Ippo was in front of the couch. I I hit him with the door and he stumbled. The gun fell out of his hand and I grabbed for it. I got it, but he tried to twist it out of my hand. and Ippo stepped back into the living room and he kept fighting me for the gun. Ippo kept walking backwards. She fell over the coffee table. Marco's voice broke and his chin quivered. He looked up at Alicia. Her face softened. What happened then, Marco? He got the gun away from me. Ippo stood up. She was between the couch and the coffee table, and this guy pointed the gun at her. She screamed at him, Don't, Pete, don't. I tried to knock him out of the way, but he... he... Marco burst into a heaving sob. The gun went off and the bullet hit her, didn't it? He nodded. He told me he wasn't going to shoot her, just scare her, and then it was my fault. He told me he was going to make sure I was going to go to juvie for it. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to hurt Hippo. It's not your fault, kid. You were trying to protect Anna Maria. Marco sobbed louder. Alicia drew him close. Shh. It's okay. It's okay. You were trying to do the right thing. 
I knelt beside the passenger door and put my hand on Marco's knee. Lieutenant Barnes said your cell phone was at your mother's house at the time Ippo was shot. He nodded. I didn't realize it until I went to call the cops. He chased me out the door and said he was going to find me and take me to the police. I ran all the way home. I was so scared, but I never called the cops. I came back the next day because I left without my backpack. I was going to just grab it and leave, and that's when that bitch found me and called you. Was the bedroom torn up when you came in? Yeah. She was tearing that place up like she was a crazy woman. She said I did it, but I didn't. She did. Alicia looked across to me and then back to Marco. If I showed you a picture of Pete, could you identify him? Marco nodded. She pulled out her cell phone and googled the mayor. Within seconds, she had a photo of him from the local newspaper. It was a ribbon-cutting held last summer at a new downtown ice cream shop. Pete was smiling and shaking the hand of the new owner. She showed it to me before turning the phone to Marco. Is that him? Marco nodded somberly. That's him. That's the man who shot Ippo. Mary Margaret was there to meet us at home when we arrived with Marco. I don't know how long we'll be out, but don't let that kid out of your sight. I turned to head back out. I'll set the alarm. If anyone tries to get in, you call the FPD and me in that order. Fitz, wait a minute. She grabbed my arm. I have something to show you. Both of you. She lay a copy of the Fawcettville High School yearbook on the coffee table. Yellow post-it notes marking a few pages. I originally found these pictures at the library. They wouldn't let me check out the yearbook, but I knew I'd seen these pictures before. My aunt had this book at her home. It's my cousin's from her freshman year. Fitz, look. She turned to one of the flagged pages. It was a picture of two cheerleaders at a fall football game. They were cheering wildly as the team ran onto the field. The caption beneath the photo read, Senior cheerleaders Carlotta Ippolito and Mia Sarosky cheer on the Tigers at the first game of the season. Mary Margaret flipped to another page, which showed Carlotta and Mia in safety glasses in a chemistry class, trying to look studious. The final one showed the two girls walking down the hall, heads bowed in deep conversation, clutching their notebooks close to their chests. The caption read, What are these two planning now? Mary Margaret flipped the last page of the yearbook, which showed the student's staff and faculty advisor. There was a pimply-faced Pete Sedkowski, a camera hanging around his neck. This just proves that Carlotta and Mia knew each other. Mia told me she doesn't know Joe Pecorini. People drift apart after high school happens all the time. Mary Margaret pulled a photocopied newspaper article from the back of the yearbook. It was Carlotta and Joe's wedding announcement dated about four years after graduation. The fuzzy photo showed a lavish wedding party with five bridesmaids and five groomsmen on either side of the happy couple. Mary Margaret pointed to the maid of honor, who was heavily pregnant. Recognize her? I squinted. No, that picture is awful. Mary Margaret began to read. Attending the bride was her maid of honor, Mrs. Mia Zetkowski. They know each other. Mia, Pete, Joe, and Carlotta all fucking know each other. You look like somebody just knocked you over with a feather, Alicia said, smirking. Somebody did. Mary Margaret hid her metallic smile behind her hand. My thoughts bounced through my skull as the case began to come together. Where does Anna Maria fit into all this? Pete knew her and used her services as a dominatrix. 
So had Joe, who learned the hard way his kinks involved his sister-in-law. Pete had to be the mysterious man threatening Anna Maria. And after all, if anybody had a reason to be frightened, it would have been Pete. Photos of him in compromising positions would ruin him in so many ways. His business, his marriage, least of all his political career. But a woman who was used to taking shit from juvenile delinquents and their dysfunctional families wouldn't be threatened by anyone. So what was she so scared of? Each name in the journal also had a number that corresponded to a photo disc, written in her handwriting. I'll need three references and a credit card. My phone call with who I believed to be Mistress Delaney seeped back into my consciousness, followed by one of Carlotta's early comments. I've seen bruises on her more than once. Rosario and Anna Maria's dominatrix side gig was clearly dangerous. They probably, naively, started taking the surreptitious photos as insurance for clients who wanted to change the rules halfway through the game. Most clients probably weren't aware of them. Mia said Pete never got physical with her, but that doesn't mean he didn't get physical with Anna Maria. If the four of them knew each other, Pete could have freaked out and told Joe about it. By then he would have started threatening Anna Maria. I could see the conversation happening during a dinner party, when the woman left to do the dishes and the guys were in the basement watching the game. Some other familiar scenario. Pete would see it as an attempt at her potential blackmail and do everything he could to get those discs. And what about Joe? I never believed his story about the credit card charge that didn't go through. He could have gotten physical with Anna Maria and learned about the photos during that confrontation that he said occurred at his office. Or when his honor the mayor shared his dirty little secret, Joe lost his shit, because he knew exactly who Pete was talking about. I could see the office argument escalating to where Anna Maria told him she wouldn't say a word to Carlotta about the photos if he agreed to pay for the next expensive trip. Another possibility. Joe tells Carlotta about the photos in a moment of contrition following Anna Maria's murder. That would make sense then that she was the one Marco saw tearing up the guest room. It also made sense that she hired me. She knew what her sister did. Maybe she'd known it all along. She just wanted me to dig it up before the police did. We need to go track down Carlotta. I'm sure wherever she is, Joe isn't far behind. <laughs>